You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome back to your Hot Mess Sunday. It is. It's another Sunday. And it was really, really gloomy earlier. And now look. I know. We brought you the sun and blue skies. Just You're welcome. in time. I love, the, I, I love that the way you introduce it is. Yes, it is another Sunday. It is. They do happen every week. <laughs> they they as, do. As it happens. Shocking me. And we come in every week. We do. Like clockwork. If you remember to move your clock back. Right. Well, see, time. but if you have a cell phone, mm, it just does it for you. Thank you. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Computer, cell phone, and I don't really use any other clocks. I don't have wall clocks. I'm, you don't? I don't. I, I do, never invested it, in one. Mine looks good in my living room, but yeah. I like I think the battery's been dead for a, a year, oh. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> so really it use matter. it either. Yeah, <laughs> but can you I might tell as well you? Not have one. So the first time yeah. in four years, my okay. clock in my car works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, it was like a day before the right. change, so it's not right. Right, you know, exactly. It was right for a day. I, first of all, I was just excited because... Now I, you have a radio, okay, right? Sort of, yeah. I'm almost, well, Let's say I'm closer. Sort of. So, like, four years ago, which I was, I was still in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because I've yeah. only been in Spokane for three years. Right. But my, like, it was after my divorce, all this stuff, and I, so, like, my car fell apart. It was, like, protesting or something, so the radio went, my gas gauge stopped, where it just, everything stopped, so I haven't had music in my car for four years, which is very painful. It has been very painful to do that, but my friend Tim knows car stuff, which is the only way I get anything done, because I <laughs> don't. You find people who know car stuff. It was yeah. either my dad or I date guys that know car stuff. There you That's go. There you go. Now yeah. I just yeah. have a friend that knows car stuff. So hey, there you go. So anyways, he like did something like mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I didn't know there were fuses in different parts of your car. Anyways, <laughs> now okay. I just have just to replace the amp, and I'm gonna have music again. Hey, look at that's it's awesome. No, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in the same boat as you. Um, maybe not as long. Maybe two years. I haven't had a radio in my car. Oh, but same thing. Painful, you, right? Yeah, I can't listen to anything. Can't listen to anything. I know. I said I don't even know what's. On the radio right. these days. Yeah. Who is this Ariana Venti girl? Ariana Venti. Yeah, I don't know. So, I, you know, it's hard unless you're online, I'll, mm-hmm. you know, to know what's going on. Because no, I is. don't, you know, because when you drive to the store, you listen to the radio. Exactly. Or when you, or when you go, go to work on, or anywhere. Go on a road trip, listen to the that, radio. But, 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 okay, let me tell you. Road trip, see, it's a different vibe. On a road trip, you create a playlist. That's the whole thing. That is fun. You know, way back when you had mixtapes, I only got a little bit of the mixtapes. Yeah. Only a little yeah. bit. I know you did. Well, you those, can burn CDs, you but can no burn one CDs. needs to do that anymore. You just go to iTunes and you do the playlist. But playlists are the best part of a road they trip. Are, yeah, you get to like design it. Well, yeah. now I have that little gadget where you turn your iPhone into a radio station. You just plug this thing into oh, yeah, the yeah, phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then whatever's on your iPhone yeah, the, picks, the little connector takes thing. over one of the radio stations. And then you just, you, there's your radio. Yeah. You just so I know. So now I can actually do it. Yay. Especially because as of this morning, my mother is very excited. As of this morning, I made my reservations to go see my family on Thanksgiving. I didn't see them last year yeah. for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen my mom in between, but I don't go home. So my nieces and nephews are all excited. I finally just sucked it up, called the hotel, and been like, okay, just make these so, days okay. work. So you're going to Wenatchee for I'm going for to Wenatchee for Thanksgiving. Oh, awesome. All of them are awesome, excited. Awesome. I'm excited that I'm in a hotel room. Yeah. But I love my family immensely. But mm-hmm. when you're my age, sleeping on your mom's 
couch right. Isn't for the a few days yeah. <laughs> while the nieces and nephews are up at like five in the morning. It's just not happy. Sure, sure. And let's face it. Then you roll off the couch and you're like, I didn't know I had a muscle there. Why is that hurting? Yeah, right. It's just not okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like you didn't even sleep. You, no. You could have been, been outside. So this is sort of that. like we're already going into the check-in. Yeah, this yeah, definitely. Sort of like, no, we're talking about it. It's it's starting up. This is what we've done in our lives. <laughs> I, it's very exciting <laughs> stuff. I, I know. Mean, don't we have the best lives, people? We I feel do. Like we're jealous. Well, what did you do yesterday? You had a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, yesterday was Halloween. Um, yes. Or as I like to call it, Halloween. Halloween. Happy Halloween. So <laughs> I went. Uh, I was uh, Batman, and my boyfriend was Robin, and so we dressed up. We went together. Mm, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Back up. Yeah. Dressed. Uh, okay, okay, okay. It was probably less clothes than <laughs> normal, but it was still, yeah, I had a cape, I painted the Batman logo, and I had some tights on. Basically, it what it really is, is all we really need is to suggest what our costume would be. <laughs> yeah. That's really it. It was, a, it was mean, a Batman Robin theme suggestion. Exactly. There you go. It's like, oh, well, and you guys we'll went to a party where you were very popular. Yeah, we went to a couple, yeah, yeah. and and they were fun. Um yeah, popular for sure. Yeah. <laughs> did you of... go, you were going to go to Rocky Horror. We did go to Rocky Horror. You know, I feel like our costumes were appreciated the most at Rocky Horror. Nice. Yeah. Um, everybody kept singing, na 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 Batman. And I was, I, I like that. I think that's a score. That made me excited. Exactly. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, there, right. but that's awesome. Right. So there was, there was actually the Penguin, the Joker, and the Riddler all at the did place. Did you guys get together? We did. I took oh. pictures with them, and I took pictures fighting with that them. That makes me so happy. Right? You, did you post them yet? Because can you please post them? I will post them. Listen, we're going to post them on Outspoken, <laughs> just because I think that's awesome. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes. Yeah. Where so. was this one? Because they have them in different places. Where was this Rocky Horror? At the Garland. They have, Night, which they have it the, at the Garland. Yeah. A great show to go it's to. It's amazing. Did so. you, do you guys interact there? I have not yeah. been to the Garland show. Okay. Hun, next time you're coming, which mm-hmm. is in like six months. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, they do it. Yeah, they do it very. Sparingly. So you do, do they give you stuff? Yeah, you get your nice. packet. Um, you, to- you throw the toast, throw the, the toilet paper, yeah, everything. Yeah, you have the virgin ceremony. That's my favorite. Oh, so um, nice. Mm-hmm. Has your boyfriend been there before? Yeah, yeah. Cole's, oh, Cole so. went with me last few times. Yeah. So um, it so was our he, second. Time. You didn't get to do like the virgin ceremony. Well, he did the first time, but not today. I oh, mean, okay. And and no spoiler alert, but spoiler alert: the virgin ceremony, you just have to take off a piece of clothing. But yeah, good thing he didn't do it that I night because there say, was not enough clothing for him to take dangerous. off. <laughs> very dangerous. Yeah, I don't think a cape counts. You're hoping you have something that's <laughs> yeah, like a ring or something. <laughs> yeah, just just do right. that. Yeah, a girl took off a shoe and I was like, that doesn't count. Come on. That's, it's that's a sexy funny. show, people. Well, it was, what is it? 40 years? 20 years? Yeah. Somewhere. 40 with, years. 40 years. Yeah. yeah 40 years. they just had a reunion. Uh, yes, Susan they Sarandon did. And, and um, uh, Tim, all the other people. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love and that others. Guy. And um. <laughs> Tim Whoever Curry's getting up there, not gonna lie. I know Tim Curry. I, yeah, and he's he's interesting. I he, like watching him in different places because all I can think of is Clue and Rocky Horror. My two favorite. Right, Tim right. Thank Curry you, films. thank you, yeah. thank you. He just needs to embrace the the fame that is that is those things. Yeah, <laughs> no. I love it. Way back and when. A, a fan has just messaged us and said that um, if we don't show the pictures, it didn't happen, Sergey. So okay, there will right. be there will be pictures. They're fan. going to be waiting. Fan, Mister Fan. Mr. Fan. So um, exciting. Something else we want to. Okay. So because I'm, I'm older. 
I don't know why. No, so <laughs> I have to tell you, I have to, okay. but I'm really excited about a book I'm reading. So. Oh, good. No, no, no. This so is I good. decided to, to read a kind of mm-hmm. a scary-ish book, right? Ooh, ooh. Anthony Greer's been on the show before. Right. And, you know, I know him, so disclaimer there, you know, I work with with Anthony. But, mm-hmm. so he has four books out. I decided to read a different series. I read his sci-fi series before, but I'm reading something called The Messengers, and it's, so I'm just going to tell you right now, it's a little creepy. Yeah, okay. And it has to do with, like, dead people and everything like that. And can I tell what? you that I don't have a lot of time to read. Yeah. I don't like watching movies a lot because my attention span just, I always think about all the things I need to get done. Yeah, sure, so sure, So I'm sure. much better with, like, Netflix series because, you know, yeah, like, just give me half an minutes. hour. Yeah, exactly. Good break. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so The Messengers by Anthony Greer is spooky. And I'm getting sad because I'm, like, going to be done with it today. And all I, I don't want it to be over because it's so much fun. So anyways, if you like scary books or at least kind of spookily metaphysical books, I do highly recommend... Uh, <laughs> Anthony Greer. Anthony Greer, The Messengers. Check him out. You can get it on Amazon. You can get him on uh, Amazon. So check Or you can there. call Auntie's Bookstore because uh, people have been calling and asking for him. So I figure if enough Auntie, of us do that. Well, yeah, they're going to start carrying them. They actually have... Nice their distributor has them, so you can order it from Auntie's. I know. I love it. Um, Anyways, very good book. Highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say that. Absolutely. We're now, doing stuff this week. We are. Okay, so this week, actually, everyone should be doing stuff. Everybody, I'm I'm looking and speaking at you, both at the same time on two different yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Um, voting. Vote. The general Very election important. is this Tuesday. Uh, get your ballots in. That is mostly local, some statewide issues on there as well. Um, but get those in. Uh, this is where your vote matters, people. This yeah. is where... You know, people can get ahead by two or three votes, and yeah, your vote really please. does count. Our friend Marcus Riccelli actually carved a pumpkin this year, and all it says is vote. Yeah. He carved that in. He said that's how important it is. Yeah. He's using his no, pumpkin I, I, carving I skills <laughs> to do vote. But yeah, do it by the third. By my, the third. My mail-in ballot goes in tomorrow mm-hmm. at the thing. Um, also remember, we're going to be down at Nat Geo. Yes, on Tuesday as well to celebrate that we voted. Right, we vote, then we go see Nagio. It's yeah. it's at the IMB Performing Arts Center downtown here in Spokane. Um, Seven thirty is the show time. Exactly, and it's going to be. I mean, if you haven't heard of Nat Geo yet, we did these. Uh, we went <gasps> so to a few fun. last year. They've been coming this, uh, for a year now in Spokane. So this is their second year. And this is fun because you get first of all what they do is they bring the actual scientists and the explorers that are helping National yes. Geographic bring. Their magazine to life, bring mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. their TV station to yes, life. Yes, absolutely. Everything. Everything. They're bringing those actual people to our city. There's only 14 cities in the U.S. that has this. Spokane's one of them. They come here and they do a lecture or they talk about yeah, what yeah. they're showing, like what what work they've been doing. So they have video clips and pictures. And then they talk to the audience directly about it. There's even a question and answer period. So if you're nerds like us, yes, it's we a are. lot of fun. We are. It's so much fun. We went last year uh, to a few of them. We're excited to go to this one this year. It is the first one that um, is on. So, yes. So this is the thing. So um, we're doing little, uh, little hand signals with Curter back there because I think he's saying in just a second we're going to bring on um, – who I just called Dr. Sex. But Damon Jacobs, who was on our show oh, a few weeks ago, I guess, yeah. he's a sex and relationship therapist out of New York. He's also, uh, he helps go around and talk about prep, which is why we had him on before. But we liked him so much and had such a good time that we decided he was going to be our uh, Dr. Sex for Outspoken. We're going to talk about sex, baby. With, baby, baby, exactly, <laughs> with, with Dr. 
Uh, Damon Jacobs. Damon Jacobs. Yeah. So, but before we do that, we'll wrap up this fun check-in. Exactly. So, anyways, check out Nat Geo. Like Jonathan said, it's a lot of fun. I love that they bring in a projector all the way from Seattle. Uh, two, it has to be special because it has to be like a 4K giant screen projector yeah. to to make it work. So it's uh, it's it's some really big fancy thing they have to ship out from Seattle. Uh, anyways, also if yeah. you're listening to us and you missed a part or you can't listen to the whole or show, you you saw that there was a show on a few weeks ago and you're like, oh, yeah, I wanted you, to hear ugh, that. That was such a good one. Like Damon totally Jacobs, can. you can ca- uh, catch up with the one he did previously. You can you can follow us on iTunes. We're on iTunes uh, under the podcast. So go subscribe, go like, go rate us. Uh, please, please, please leave us a review. We would love that. Um, and then yes. you can catch up on all past, current, and future shows. Yeah, and, and we're always in. doing something crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and we usually have them posted by Monday, usually. So. I know. It all depends on how quick. Sometimes I'm tired. Oh, I need <laughs> we need we like nap. sleep or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's all those things. But um, Sergey, my friend, are we, yeah. I stand, used a fake Russian accent for I, you. And I respect that. A fake one. I really respect that. I will that. give you that. Yeah. Um. Are we going to take a little song break before we, are we gonna get take down to the nitty gritty, to the skivvies, and talk about some sex, which we know you're waiting for? <laughs> so, yeah. What are no, we going to hear first? We're going to hear, okay, this is kind of like a little throwback um, love for, for those of us who haven't had a radio for five years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be uh, the song Halo by Beyonce. I'm sure that was still playing when uh, you had a radio. It was. I love this hey, song. Hey, there you go. Yes. All right. So that, that's what we'll listen to. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is Outspoken. And if you are on Periscope, you can see us live on Periscope and you'll see what crazy antics were happening between <laughs> while Beyonce was singing. We discovered that Kurt doesn't know who Beyonce is and we're very concerned for him. <laughs> and then all of our computers froze. So it's been fun. Hey, look, technical <laughs> difficulties happen and on a hot you, mess just, Sunday. you just deal with it. Yeah, exactly. it is a hot mess Sunday. Like but we talk about without it. further ado, we do want to talk about a segment that people have been very excited about. Yeah. Um, we have allowed you to write in with questions. We're very much about being uh, supporters of sex positivity. A few weeks back, we've been talking about prep a lot. We had on a sex and relationship therapist who happens to be one of the experts out there touring the country talking about the drug prep. We had so much fun with him that we approached him and said, how about being Outspoken's own Dr. Sex? Which is just what I'm calling him. I didn't tell him that, <laughs> but sex. that's just what we've decided to call him. But we actually got letters, and we're actually going to do this segment and talk to uh, Damon Jacobs about these letters and get his you know, feedback for people who have written in to ask some questions. So without further ado, we want to welcome Damon Jacobs to Outspoken. Damon, are you there? Hello, boys. Hello. Hi. It's our favorite it's so sex great therapist. great to talk with you again. We're so glad. Thanks for putting up with us for another show. Um, when it comes to putting up, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I guess that's what we're going to be talking about. I know. We're going to find out. This is why we have you back. This is why we exactly. have you back. Exactly. Now, uh, as we preface, so we we sent you some questions that we did get when we mentioned that we were going to have kind of like an advice segment for uh, for people who had questions because we don't always have open conversations about our sex lives or what's going on in our relationships or they'll be playing in the back of our head, but we don't have anybody to talk to so we wanted to open that up to the listeners of our program and you were kind enough to say let's do it well i'm thrilled i'm thrilled you asked and i think you're right we really don't have these kinds of conversations 
over the last two decades I've been practicing, I've noticed that we like to have a lot of uh, conversations about progressing sexual orientation acceptance mm-hmm. and political rights. So we'll talk about sexual orientation, but we really don't talk that much about sexual pleasure and healthy sexual connection with others. Or we'll talk about marriage equality, but we mm-hmm. don't really talk about relationships that often. Well, don't and you so think... I see these discrepancies, and I see how it often gets us into some trouble in our right, sex lives yeah, and our yeah. relationships. And by learning more and thinking more and communicating more, we can uh, get through a lot of this and have much more joy and pleasure and serenity in our lives. Right, and I think so it's I'm about time. to help out with that any way I can. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think it's about time. You know, we keep the political conversation very neutered. Um, and I think it's because we feel like, okay, as long as we don't talk about what's really going on, we have a better chance. So I think that we've come so far, it's time for these, these questions. So if you're ready... We're going to start, uh, Sergey and I will start reading you some of the, the questions that we got in, and then we're going to let you kind of, you know, give your spin on them, and we're, we'll kind of do it that way if you, if you do not mind. Sounds good. Bring All it right. on. Perfect. So we have the first question coming in. Dear Damon, I have a high sex drive, and I always have, but I find myself shying away from hooking up with men. I want to go on the apps and find the guys that I want to hook up with, but I back out. I don't intend to be a tease, but I can't figure out why I just can't go have fun. Any advice for me? Hmm. Okay, well, what I'm hearing here is that this person is recognizing that he is a sexual person, but there seems to be a barrier or an obstacle that he's placing that's stopping him from moving forward and taking some action. Um, Often there could be a lot of deeply embedded beliefs about sexuality, about sexual expression, um, that might suggest that sexual expression is wrong or bad or immoral. You know, we often get that from our society. We often get that from our well-intentioned political community, as you said, which talks about politics but neuters us when it comes to sexual expression. Mm -hmm. Um, He may feel like there's something wrong or bad about pursuing his sexual desires. And I'm not sure if this person may also have some concerns about HIV and safer sex prevention. So I'd really encourage him to consider what his options are to realize that sexual connection with people can be a very healthy and positive experience to have. And certainly taking certain precautions can be a, a reasonably safe experience. And to, um, you know, reach out and let us know if we're missing, what, what's, what's missing here or what the obstacle is. But I'd say get the information you need to go out and do what you need to do. And ultimately... Just talking about it isn't going to make it happen. You just right. got to do it and see what feels comfortable and what doesn't. Right. And do you think, I think as we get uh, more, I guess, talking about uh, the acceptance of sexuality in our society, do you, I feel like this, because this is a thing, especially on the apps, uh, certain guys have reputations of, uh, oh, it's never going to happen. They're all talk. Do you think that's going to become more and more prevalent as men more openly try to deal with their sexuality? Because as a society, we're, we're more allowing of that. Well, I'm not sure I agree that we are more allowing of sexuality in our culture. I think what we do is commodify sexuality in many, many ways, and that becomes the norm. We use our bodies and we use sex sometimes as a means to an end. Right. And I think we see that in advertising a lot, but I think we also see it on apps where mm. people are using or trying to use sexual expression to feel a sense of meaning or definition or validation. And so when I say sexuality, I'm talking about a healthy, empowered, reciprocated experience that we share with another person. And if somebody, I mean, dating apps are, 
you know, they're about as it, you're kind of gambling with the odds, just like you did if you go to a bar or go sure, to a club sure. or go to a gym or go anywhere where you're trying to meet people, perhaps for sexual activity. Um, I don't think apps particularly are more or less of that. But if you're mm-hmm. coming to it from a place of deficit or lack of self-worth, you're probably going to have an experience that reinforces that deficit and mm-hmm. lack of self-worth. Ooh, I think so. I have never thought of it from that angle. So I think that's a really that whole sense of lack, which I have used in so many other parts of life to explain things. And I think that's a very intriguing uh, kind of place to come from when it comes to the apps, because they are so prevalent right now. Um, I want to take this to one of the I mean, they're all very serious, but this seems to be a very serious question. This is probably the longest um question that we had of the people who who sent in and i i kind of want to go there because i want to make sure we give it time um so okay. this has to do with i think they call it 18 years in troubled he, he talks about how uh or they i don't know if it's a he or she but if they they talk about being in a monogamous relationship for 18 years and finding that they have put walls up and they are afraid to get intimate he mentions that um in those 18 years uh there has been some looks like substance abuse issues and uh, with alcohol. And as that has become more and more prevalent, that has kept this person's walls to be stronger every time. So now there seems to be a problem with intimacy in the relationship. And they want to know, they, they do recognize that it takes two in the struggle, but they don't know how to build that trust again or to become willing to be intimate again. What do you say to a situation like that? Okay, so this is a couple then that has been together or saying they've been together for 18 years, uh, but there has been, if I'm hearing right, there's a general lack of intimacy over Mm -hmm. time, and some of that is being confounded now by a drug and alcohol problem or drug or alcohol problem. Mm -hmm. Am I following? Yes, yes. Right. So, uh, you know, what I'd be worried about, first of all, talking to this person directly is, is one's safety, because we're talking about conflict in a relationship and drugs and alcohol are involved. First thing I want to ask about is the potential or history of violence um, or any kind of punching or shoving or any kind of danger that has ever right. occurred. Sure. Um, if so, if that has not been worked through, um, together with, a, hopefully with a therapist, it can be really hard to want to experience intimacy and trust and connection with someone when you don't really know what's going to happen next. You know, we're, remember, we're talking about sex, and whether we're talking about someone we've known for 18 years or 18 minutes, we're talking about a kind of vulnerability. I mean, literally being naked with another person mm-hmm. is a type of vulnerability. And if you can't trust that other person or have a minuscule uh, baseline of trust that this person is going to do their best not to try to hurt you or harm you, if that's not there, the sexy time is not going to be that enjoyable. It's really not going to happen. And so I'd say the issue here is really has to do with the way trust is being expressed in this couple. Hmm. Um, again, I'd want to assess for violence, but I'm also wondering, if it, it, with or without violence, what kind of verbal communication is taking place? Do mm-hmm. these two people communicate at all? And again, if not, it's going to be really hard to want to be relaxed and intimate and vulnerable and trusting your body sure, and your sure. spirit and your heart with somebody who has proven themselves to be untrustable. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, and, and like they're asking at the end, it says, can I do things to help me or us? What would you advise on how can they even begin the process? 
I'm sorry, I missed the last part. Can I how, do something to what? How can so they were asking what things that they can do or to help them or or both of them. What would be something that this writer can do to begin the process of healing in some way? Well, first off, if there is an addiction issue or a drug and alcohol issue, then that needs to be dealt with, right, as, mm, as soon as sure, possible, sure. perhaps through 12-step or, or smart recovery program, which is harm reduction. But if they, one or both of them is struggling with substance abuse, I'd strongly encourage them to begin by starting to deal with that. Because what we're talking about when we're talking about a lack of trust is a lack of integrity. Mm-hmm. Integrity right. means I say one thing and I do another. I say I love you, but I get drunk and I hurt you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I say that I care about you, but I do things to hurt you with or without the use of drugs. And so that creates a lack of trust. And so what we want to do in a couple like this going forward is see, can we build trust? Can we rebuild trust? Can we rebuild intimacy? And in order to do that, we need to rebuild integrity. We need to rebuild the ability to say that when you say something, you will do it more times than not that there will be consistency and follow-through, that your words actually mean something. If your word doesn't mean anything, there's not going to be any reason for this person to trust you and feel like they can be intimate with you again. Right, right. And I would think it would be both harder or, I'm not sure, after 18 years, such a long relationship, I think you've probably got even more, more things to work through because you've, you've stayed together for so long through it. Right. I mean, the advantage of an 18-year of an relationship is there can be a lot of history and a lot of experiences that bind you together. Sure. The downside right. of being right. together for 18 years is there can be a long, long, long list of grievances right. and complaints. And 10 years ago, you know, you didn't yeah. call me on my birthday and, you know, <laughs> things like that. And sure. what's really a pro- every couple I know that has ever been together for the long haul has had to find some practical way to forgive one another for right. mistakes over the years and not let them accumulate like the, uh, a court case. And well, evidence sure. like Judge Judy court case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It has to be a way to forgive. Forgive doesn't mean saying, oh, it's okay, everything's okay. Right. Forgiving just means I accept that you're doing the best you can, and right. you made mistakes along the way, and I'm willing to let go to the best of my ability in order to go forward with you. Right. As and it long takes... as you don't repeatedly make the same mistakes right. over and over sure. again. Right, well, right. and it takes both people doing that, not just one person. Because I know, I mean, I've been there. So I know in relationships where there's uh, substance abuse that a lot of times one person, uh, most of the time it's the enabler, which I was in those relationships, they take on everything and decide that well, they're the ones to fix it. But it really takes both people doing that work and that forgiveness work. To, it has to, to be a two-way street. If, if, sure. there's, if there's going to be trust, if there's going to be reciprocated intimacy and balance in the relationship, mm-hmm. you're right. It absolutely has to be both members that are actively working together on that. That's amazing. So, I Yeah, I think it, that's a great answer to that question. Exactly. I mean, and as we move forward, I want to remind our listeners, and especially the ones that wrote in that are listening mm-hmm. to these questions, you know, um, it's a starting place, you know. Look, reach out for someone like Damon Jacobs that's in a community near you, because sometimes you can start there, but you still need that, you know, that therapist. That mm-hmm. and uh, so I know I encourage everyone to well, to take this as the impetus. To and and I know that a lot of people find that a shameful or bad thing to do to reach out to someone to talk about sex because you can't. But right. I I want to make sure that everybody knows that it's okay to be open and talk about sex. Exactly, and that you should even on a Sunday morning. Even on a Sunday morning. <laughs> 
<laughs> instead well, of well, think about what we learn in life and how we learn it. Everybody yeah. who has a job learns something. You guys have had to learn broadcasting. People right. running this station so we can be having this conversation had right. to learn their skill. Mm-hmm. So all of us go through life getting skills and trainings in certain ways. But how many of us have actually gotten skills and training about sex sure. and about yeah. relationships? Huh. Mm-hmm. If it's, yeah, for me and for most gay and bisexual men, not much. Right. We don't get sex education in this country. We get disease aversion. We get taught how to avoid diseases, but exactly. not how to have vulnerable and fulfilling and pleasurable sex. Exactly. And so that's yeah. why I agree with you guys. We need to have these conversations. Right. Talk, to, talk about this with a therapist or someone skilled in your area um, who has this, or, or at least start having these conversations with friends or people you trust or role models in your community um, to, to begin to just think about, like, how do we know what we know about sex and about relationships? Exactly. It's the only way I believe, you know, um, when we keep things in the dark, that's when the, the mold and the fungus and the that's when it starts getting not healthy for us, to be honest. So that's why it's very important to get out into the light, be open. So yeah. talk about it. On that, we'll go to the next question. Next question. Uh, speaking of healthy sex, my partner and I have been together for five years. He is a great guy, but there isn't a lot of passion. He likes sex, but it's typically very structured. Same position. Once it's done, it's done. I'm a very passionate person, and I just don't know how to spice it up. I don't want to change him, but maybe I do. Help? What could you say to this reader, or, or rather listener, uh, who wrote in about their five-year relationship? I'd say, first of all, this is a great question, and this is a very common experience. People are together for a period of time, and they start to find out that sexually they have different Mm -hmm. priorities. Some people people aren't having sex after five years, and I Mm -hmm. like to remind people that sometimes that's the case, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people are together for a long period of time, and one person likes to be adventurous and try new things, and the other person kind of is really comfortable with the sort of routine and the patterns and the positions and the orgasms, and they feel really good about how that's going on. Mm -hmm. The key here is communication with respect, with honor. It's beginning by saying no one's doing anything wrong, Mm -hmm. nobody's good or bad, nobody's right or wrong, nobody is is better or worse here. Mm -hmm. But there might be some differences. And if there are some differences, that's fine. There can be compromise. Relationships are about compromise. So I would begin with just communication with these two. Talk about building compassion with one another, compassion and empathy for one another's position. Mm-hmm. compassion and empathy for one another's values, and then find some compromise in how you would go forward sexually. There can be a time when we just kind of do the standard, what we're used to, the positions, and have that feel good. But then there also is going to be a time when we do a little experimenting and maybe play with some toys or play with some different positions mm-hmm. or the person who is usually the top wants to bottom or just mm-hmm. to try something new. Do it in the kitchen instead of the bedroom. <laughs> right. But to compromise so that both people's experience and values are honored in mm. this equation. If you come to it from a place of guilt, shame, or should, you've kind of sabotaged the conversation and are unlikely to get what you want. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, I've had, I, I think a lot of people have had this uh, experience in relationships. I've had uh, this experience as well. And, you know, in my experience, there's been a lot of, uh, concern about cleanliness with people where they 
are very, I, I guess, neat freaks is a good way to say it, but it has to be a certain way because that's the cleanest way uh, to do it. How do you go about that, uh, you know, kind of talk, starting that conversation or approaching that where, you know, you want to be more adventurous, but they really just want to uh, make sure there's a, not, not a lot of mess to clean up afterwards? Yeah, they're very structured. Yes, exactly. Um, well, I'd, I'd be curious to know what kind of mess we're talking about. Are we talking, <laughs> you know... Um, there can be all kinds of messages, yeah, but whatever yeah, the situation yeah, of is, uh, it can be worked through sure. with some forethought and communication and tools. Yeah. Well, I, I think the mess we're talking about is is sperm. They were not very comfortable with, with cum, I suppose. Okay. Well, then, you know, then it's, it's no one, first of all, we don't want anyone to feel pressured to do mm-hmm. something they don't want to yeah, do. Yeah. We don't want anyone to be coerced or emotionally intimidated or threatened into doing something they're not comfortable doing sexually. Mm, But within that, it's a question worth asking. What are you comfortable with? And can you ever push a little bit beyond your comfort zone? And are you willing to push a little bit beyond your comfort zone? And you know what? Sometimes the answer is no. Mm -hmm. For some people, the answer is no. Like, I know some guys, they don't want to bottom. They're not going to bottom. They don't enjoy bottoming. It's Mm -hmm. painful. It's not good. They don't like it. They don't want it. They're not going to do it. Okay, fine. So then it would not be correct to try to pressure someone to do something they don't want to do. And if their partner's saying, hey, I really want to top you sometime, and that guy's saying, no, I don't want to, then there's your answer. So what do you do with that? Again, we come back to communication. We come back to compassion. And if it's really, really important for one partner to get a sexual need met that the other partner is unwilling or unable to do, we may want to explore the negotiations and boundaries amongst other partners. Mm-hmm. about having needs and sexual needs expressed with people who are not in the primary relationship. Right. Now, that might sound a little shocking coming from a licensed marriage family therapist, <laughs> but I'm telling you, if we don't at least explore this and we don't actually have a respectful, loving conversation about this, then people right. are going to go about this in a very unloving, disrespectful way without integrity. In other words, lie and cheat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, we that's a, an interesting point you make because as when you're out in the world, there are so many different types of relationships um of course uh, we were talking a few few weeks ago davy wavy who is a youtube star came out and wanted to talk about having an open relationship and that started struck a, a nerve with some people but the point is it's about what you've been saying open communication because there are all types there's open marriages there's open relationships there is there's triads there's all of these things but unless you if your goal is to stay together, unless you're willing to just talk about what you need to talk about, I mean, you're right. It, it is in that uh, not willing to be open that the the chances of not being honest with each other, the chances of, of cheating become more and more. But the fact is the s- sexual spectrum is so much broader than we willingly talk about really in mainstream media. It is. And our ver- we get a lot of mixed messages, like it's okay to want this, and then sometimes we get mixed messages about it. it's not okay to be a sexual being mm-hmm. with multiple partners, and, or it's not okay to assert your needs. My position is that it's okay to talk about what it is you want. It's okay to ask questions, to state preferences and hopes and intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, it is often detrimental to a relationship to try to coerce or should somebody into doing something, right. and that sometimes it makes more sense for someone to explore certain needs outside the primary relationship if this is important to them. So let's say, for example, we've got a couple who, let's say this couple that's been together five years, they have a great relationship, 
they live together, they're happy, they have a great time, they go on vacations, their families love another, maybe they have kids, they have hobbies. But this one area is problematic, just this one area, there seems to be an imbalance, there seems to be problems. Would it be so horrible if on certain occasions the person who is unsatisfied is given permission to explore the sides of him that he wants to explore Mm -hmm. without the primary partner? Yeah, and that's I mean, a conversation. That so bad? And, and yeah. compare that to heterosexual couples, where it's often totally fine. It's like, let's yeah. say typically the man wants to play sports, and he wants to go off or you know, go camping for a weekend with his buddies. And the wife just doesn't want to do it, so she doesn't right. do it. Exactly. Yeah, and they still have a, mar- a relationship that's intact. Right. They yeah. still hmm. prioritize other things in their relationship that are meaningful and valuable, and they continue to create a beautiful life together, even though there's certain activities and preferences and values that they do not share. Right. Exactly. Okay. Can we work with that? I love this whole open communication. What a novel concept. I, right. <laughs> well, I think I think definitely that's that's something we should be talking about at least is having that communication and having those conversations. Exactly. Because for some people, I think that's an open exactly. and, and a viable option. Okay, so let's get well, to... Well, in my experience without that, yeah. Yeah. this is where I see couples fail. This is where what yeah. I call the relationship structure is pretty yeah. fragile and um, pretty vulnerable to, to collapsing in the face of conflict when there is not open communication. You know, I see relationships kind of like structures. I come from Northern California and Southern California where we had a lot of earthquakes. And they started to realize if we support buildings before there's an earthquake, they're going to be a lot more likely to withstand the major quakes and the minor quakes that are going to take place over time. And I thought, wouldn't that be great if we thought of relationships like that? If we thought about supporting them and promoting them ahead of time? Well, communication is the very best tool we have to support relationships proactively before there is a major trauma or conflict or a bunch of minor traumas and conflicts that, over, that happen over 18 years as right. um, occurred with our previous couple. Exactly. And now for this question, we're getting down to like the nitty gritty of sex in this question. Right. So here we go. So there's Dear Damon, cleaning out, we hear all kinds of hearsay and myths and ways to do it. But what is safe? How should it be done? How often is too often? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? That's pretty much a nuts and bolts kind of question. Well, this is great. I'm so glad this was asked because, once again, in the community, this is something that so many people do, but nobody talks about. Yeah. It's cleaning out. And what they're referring, what I'm pretty sure they're referring to, <laughs> is the process that a receptive anal sex partner may go through, or quote, the bottom partner may go through mm-hmm. uh, prior to anal sex, so that they don't, um, so they don't <laughs> accidentally put right. excrement on their partner's penis. Mm-hmm. And this is a regular process, and nobody seems to know what to do or the healthy way to do it. Fortunately, there is a book, um, so I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you what I know, and I can also tell you what Dr. Um, Jack Morin says, who wrote Anal Pleasure and Health. Mm -hmm. Um, He talks about the process of using fleet enemas Mm -hmm. um, that you could buy at the drugstore, or if you want to, you can buy it on Amazon, so, you know, they just come right to your door. You want to take out all the, um, you don't want to use them for actual enemas. You want to take out the the chemicals that are in the bottle Mm -hmm. and just use it with water. And then just put it up, put some lube on it, put some lube in your butt, mm-hmm. you squeeze the bottle, get water up there, hold it for a while or as long as you can, and then just let it come out and repeat, repeat, rinse and repeat until you are completely clean, until your ass is completely clean of excrement. 
and it's unlikely that you would release anything during the process of anal sex. And it's that simple. Um, now, everybody's body works differently. Um, some people know their bodies better. Um, certainly a high-fiber diet can help make this process a lot more simple. Um, sometimes it's easy to do this before a date. Sometimes it's not. Um, sometimes it's practical to do this before a date. Sometimes it's not. But get to know your body the best. You are the best expert on knowing how your body's going to work. Um, I'd say if you are going to a party or a club and you think you may not be bottoming for like another four or five hours, do this process, but then you might also want to take Imodium just to be on the safe side. So that Imodium will kind of clog the pipe, so to speak, yeah. and you'll have less worry about this and be able to relax and have more pleasure. But everybody's body works a little bit differently, right. and I'd say certainly right. if you have more questions about this, you'd want to ask your doctor um, right. or a medical consultant um, to get more details about that. But definitely... My main thing for people to know, don't use the chemicals that they right. actually can come in those bottles in the fleet enema. Dump those out and just fill the bottle with water and then reuse it over and over. I do think that's a then, key thing because I don't think I don't think many people think about that. Right. And we certainly don't talk about it very often. Oh, no, I was almost right. I was yeah, going to start yeah. a blog called Cleaning Out Your Butt or something like that dot <laughs> com or something and just have people come on. And I've actually I know some people who work in the sex industry yeah. and yeah. people who are porn stars who are willing to give advice on this. And I think they are probably the very best experts right. on yeah. how to do this because yeah. they're doing it on camera for hours and hours at a time. Exactly. I have just not been able to actually organize enough to put together a blog and get together these, <laughs> uh, these uh, entries. Well, but I think it's brilliant. I, yeah, I love that someone wrote, wrote in with this question because it's true. I, re I remember first coming out and you yeah. just don't know you anything don't, right. at all, especially about mm -hmm. this is very mm -hmm. practical if you're out in the dating scene to know these kinds of this kind of information. And once again, it's like, sure, we'll talk about HIV prevention, we'll talk about condoms, and now nowadays we're talking more about PrEP, but we still aren't really talking with each other and with young gay and bisexual men about how to experience pleasure and intimacy without fear. Mm -hmm, and right. I think if we're not providing this education or these tools, we're really missing the boat on sharing some valuable information that can enhance people's lives. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for... It's very informative. That, I know. There's so much to process there. And I love that we're starting to talk about things like cleaning out and things like a sexy, healthy, uh, a healthy sex relationship or a sexy yeah. health relationship, Yeah, too. a sexy, healthy both. relationship. We'll <laughs> take them both. Yeah. I, I, I love the conversation that is now being Are started. Are these so. a lot of what you deal with just in your regular practice, people with these types of questions? Yes. These, actually, these, these are great questions, and they really are um, fairly representative of the issues that a lot of single um, gay and bisexual men and couples come in with. Um, usually they are related to some kind of issue related to monogamy, communication, um, but usually money is an issue as well that comes up in couples, oh, yeah. money management and how people have different values around money. And then for a lot of gay and bisexual men, there's also a lot of issues of stress management, mm -hmm. um, depression, um, aging issues, fear of aging, of oh, ageism yeah. that's in our community. Um, and well, for a lot of people, um, there's some grief and loss that's been unresolved from the AIDS crisis. So this, exactly. that's kind of a snippet of, my, of the day in my life. Right, <laughs> which is, I'm sure, a lot to go. You're a very busy man. We, we definitely know that. Well, and rumor has it you have agreed to come on now and then and have the, the Dr. Sex talk with our listeners. So I know I, I'm very excited for that. 
I'm excited to come on now and again and come on whenever you guys tell me. We love you, David Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, right. Unintended, man. Yeah. <laughs> we have fun with this. Well, first of all, we have so much fun. And second of all, we love that we're getting information out to the public about having open and honest communication with our, our sex lives and our lives in general. So thank you so much for taking time again on a Sunday to be with the boys. And we look forward to talking to you again very soon. My pleasure, boys. Talk to you in a few weeks. Okay, have a great day. Bye-bye. All right, take care. Bye-bye. If you just tuned in, that was the first time we've had our own Dr. Sex on. Uh, Damon L. Jacobs, he is a sex and relationship therapist out of New York City, answering some of our listener questions. We do want to remind you, if you found these interesting and and it started your brain to working and you have some questions you wish he would have answered, please email team at aruproductions.com. We will make sure that the next time he's on, which is in about a month, uh, he will have your questions and we will talk to him on the air. But you got to let us know what those questions are. You can be anonymous if you wish. That is not a problem at all. Nobody you'll notice. Did we mention their names in those exactly. questions? Exactly. So. I, I think we're actually going to do most of them anonymous. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're like, no, I want everybody I, to know. Exactly. I want, to, I want him to know who I am. Um, let's take a quick song break before we come back and talk about more things. This is going to be Keisha with Hideaway. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. And we would like to take this moment to thank all of the people who fund and support Outspoken. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, more information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken receives support from Mediterranean Restaurant, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients. (laughs) Jonathan, you're not allowed to give this one to me anymore. (laughs) Serving lunch, dinner, uh... Lunch and dinner daily and brunch every Sunday. Located downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. More information at 309-3116. I just want you to keep no. saying Mediterranean as much as possible. Because <laughs> that was killing no. me. I love that. Oh, donate your car, truck, or boat. It's easy. Don't worry. We'll take it. We will put it to good use and you get a tax receipt. You can call our toll-free number. We pick up your vehicle, running or not. We send you a tax receipt. It just takes a few minutes. So please call 1-855-597-7227 to arrange a free pickup. Proceeds benefit KYRS, Thin Air Community Radio, and it keeps us on the air. It does keep us on the air. Mediterranean. Okay, look, I can't <laughs> pronounce Mediterranean. Medi- Mediterranean. That's the best. Mediterranean. Mediterranean. First of all, just a shout out because that's a really yummy restaurant and it, it is. actually is it's, it's, like, it's beside our station so it is yeah to them we love you we just can't say your name that's all right okay look it's like it's like benedict cumberbatch he can't say penguin i love him really he say penguin penguin he says penguin that's kind of cute and he did a whole like nature documentary <laughs> and <gasps> yeah no he did and there are penguins <laughs> in it and he was like and the herd of penguins and the and it was released and that's how he said it i'm sorry that makes me happy and you know what so he's voicing a, a voice in the movie penguin oh but he can't say that's brilliant i love yeah. that you know one of the things we also want uh, to give that we like to throw ourselves to support um, other people that are doing good work, and one of that one of those things that we actually do 
every week is due Sports Minute for our friends over at CCE Sports Network. Uh, they're running a little campaign right now. They, uh, they're the one group out there that they solely go after watching all of the national and uh, regional events that LGBTQ out, out athletes mm-hmm. are performing in, and they go and cover it for you. They want to be the gay ESPN, and so um, we, we support that. Hey, we'll take it. Exactly. So, so go find them on Indiegogo and do, yeah. go support them. Go support them. That's great. So uh, Sports Minute this week, you know, every week we talk about some great, you know, athlete who's now coming out and, and which is always great. And we support all the athletes coming out. But every week is exciting because every week someone seems to be coming out, um, especially in the sports world. Well, this week I want to talk about something a little different. When we were on the show last week, we talked about Bob McNair, who, of course, um, works for the the big Houston's football team, and mm-hmm. he had donated $10,000 to a group that's trying to repeal the equality bill that went in over there so that everybody has their, their, equal, their equal rights in employment and in uh, housing and all of that. They, and he gave $10,000 to the group that's trying to take that back. He, of course, very quickly backtracked. Oh, yeah. Because after he got press and, you know, a lot of flack for that, he took that back. Yeah. And now he's trying to say, no, we support 100 percent. Well, what's very fascinating is the New York Giants came out with a video that's on YouTube and everything. The New York Giants did a video. It's a new kind of campaign and it's called You Can Play. And it's basically saying we support the New York Giants wanted to come out and say we support athletes because of their talent because of what they're good at and it doesn't matter to us if uh you're gay or straight you just are an athlete and so it Mm -hmm. it has some prominent players and they're saying things on it like uh you can throw then you can throw you can tackle well then you can tackle you can play that's all we care about you can play right anything else doesn't matter right and what an amazing thing because look at michael sam Mm mm-hmm the very first openly drafted gay person in the NFL. We have talked many times about how we felt that the NFL really botched the way they dealt with that. Michael Sam, now look, is retired from the industry because he says he, uh, he doesn't want to risk his mental health anymore um, because that was a rough year. And f- now, and so we've, we have criticized the NFL for this. Now the New York Giants come out with something like this and should have happened before, but it's really exciting that it's happening you know, right now. That we can do that. And the New York Giants, major, major They are. The, and that's huge player. that they're coming out and saying this and, in a way, I guess, coming out um, as well, saying that it doesn't matter. You just, it's sports. Right. Sports and isn't about who you are. It's about what you do. It's, it's just, exactly. you just go play. Just a lot of play. people are thinking it's like they're, um, it was a direct response yeah. to Bob, Bob McNair yeah. and what had been happening before that. And then somebody else said, and then just last week, the New York Giants played the Texas, uh, the Cowboys down there, Dallas Cowboys, and New York Giants won. Um, I think it was a seven-point spread there that they won by, and they're like, and that was just their way of like bringing it home. Yeah, solidifying just, the message. Even though that's a different team than Bob McNair's, but still, it's down in Texas, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. New York Giants v Texas. Yeah, and there were six Giants who took part in making mm-hmm. that video. You can play. Um, we'll put the video up on our page so that you can watch it. Um, but it's really kind of cool. It's a short little video segment, but I hope more teams jump on board to do the You Can Play because that's 
that's amazing to see that support. It's like a it gets better campaign, but for sports. That's what I was thinking mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and like it's kind of nice to like see it. it'll start. I think maybe more and more players thinking that you know, yeah, I can uh, be not? open. Okay, right. Currently, right now, there are no known out players. There's yeah, no, there no, no gay uh, players. There are no out players on the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. And ooh, it would be cool if someone came out because that. I know because of, because of the thing. Well, you know, back when Michael Sam was still playing, uh, there were rumors that two uh, current NFL players were going to come out. Yes. Um, however, no one did. <laughs> That's because all you had to do was see how Sam's was being treated. Yeah, Sam exactly. Was being treated exactly. And <laughs> right. And, that, and they were going to come out because, you know, Michael Sam was finally on. But now. Yeah. Uh, I'm still sad. I really want to get. We've reached out to Michael Sam. I'm really curious about his decision not to play football. And currently. does he think he'll ever? He did say at the time that he was still open to coming back, but it would be a while. But yeah. what a rough year he had! Oh gosh, from yeah. going for complete joy that he was drafted to it was just a very difficult he, year being yeah. kicked around to different teams oh, and yeah. then finally ended up in Canada. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, and then and his. Uh, well-publicized uh, engagement, and that had ended, and it was just a mess. Yeah, I'm sure mess. he's in a whole whirlwind of uh, mental Right, and speaking of Texas, problems. that's where he went home to. He yeah, went home to Texas. Right. So, well, the New York Giants are behind you, Michael Sam, and so is Outspoken. Because you can play, Michael You can Sam. play. I you love it. Play. So, you know, that's about it. So I'm just going to... No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, Keep listening. Home. We have a very fun second hour coming up for you. As we interview actor, director, activist, writer, producer, uh, all of the above, Doug Spearman, and you might remember him, best known for a lot of gay audiences, mm-hmm. is his role on Noah's Ark, which was on Logo, T- Logo TV for two seasons. Um, he was on there and he played Professor Chance Counter on Noah's Ark. But he has a new movie and he has a great take on why he thinks indie films are important, especially for minority groups. So I'm excited to talk to him. His film that he's working on right now is From Zero to I Love You. It does have uh, the lead uh, actor from Noah's Ark is on there as well, Daryl Stevens. And it's loosely based on his life. I'm very excited because just this, I saw, watched a seven-minute mm-hmm. trailer. Okay. And it looks so good. Yeah. Like, I'm dying. You yeah. want it? You, it looks you, amazing. We're going to see it. I bet Magic Lantern will have it. <gasps> that would be amazing. You know, I think so we, if we not, we will make it happen. Them. Yeah, contact them. They'll, they'll bring it. But he's going to be, be on in the second hour because we can't stop bringing you exciting no, stuff. But we maybe, can't. maybe we are we'll take a break. Going to take a break, actually. Um, speaking of films, uh, the new uh, Spectre movie is coming out. That's the new James Bond film. Uh, I'm excited. I'm a big fan of James Bond. I know uh, you also are a big fan of James Bond. You watch them as I a kid love all the time. James Bond, yes. Right. And so this is the new one coming out. Um, and guess who wrote the song for it? None other than Sam Smith, my future, current, and always will be husband. Right. He doesn't know about it. Um, I don't know how Cole feels about it, but good job. You know, Cole's okay <laughs> with it. He, if it's Sam Smith, he said he's okay. Um, writing on the Wall is his song, so let's listen to that. Thank you, Sam Smith. I am current. I'm, cr- I'm crying. I do. I feel there's, like crying. It's there's, beautiful. Yeah, there's a tear and, and I everything. I that he, that's for the new James that's, Bond. I know. Is that the first guy, I wonder? I think so. I don't Who's remember any done? other guy. And right. that's why I was so surprised. I was so surprised that he did it because it's usually uh, a woman, a, woman, a very a female strong singer. female yeah. singer, because James Bond is known for his women. Exactly. The Bond girls. 
Right. Did you see? I just want to talk about this really quick. Okay, did you see ahead. Daniel Craig did an interview? Okay. And the Bond girl in this one, she is in her fifties. Yeah. She's absolutely gorgeous. She's, I think, a Greek actress. Yeah. I'm not not completely sure Makes on that. Sense. But he was in an interview, and the guy said, "What do you think about the Bond girl this time? That James Bond is hitting on an older woman." Yeah. And and Daniel Craig stops and goes, "Do you mean a woman his own age?" Yeah. Because <laughs> that's right. the thing. No, it's, these are people that. Are, these are his contemporaries, people that Absolutely. are in his age group. Absolutely. But he was trying to point out the double standard in Hollywood. Yeah. Men can grow older and still be sexy and sex symbols. Right. Women, women have to be in their 20s yeah, forever. And Absolutely. I love that he did That's that. Great. What do you mean? That's awesome. Yeah, a woman his own age. Yeah, because they're... Yeah. Bond, if you watch the last one, it's oh, yeah. all about him dealing with that he's no longer this 20, 30-year-old exactly. agent. He's a man going on 50. And that's beautiful. That's amazing. It made me cry because I'm yeah. like, I, I, wait, I can be James Bond? Yeah, I know. You can so be. it makes Still. me go to the gym in the morning because yeah. I'm going to be James Bond. Well, and I'm going to have the Bond boys. Uh, let's all be yeah. honest that James Bond has always been kind of a younger man except for Roger Moore because that guy was ancient and also the worst James Bond, let me tell you. I don't know. I've, I've I feel like you like. Worse. Do you like Roger Moore? Well, I I don't think he was hor- He wasn't the worst in my mind. Well, who was the worst then? Um, I don't, didn't like the first you guy, like... but you didn't count that as part of the real Bond, which is uh, Casino Royale. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that well, I almost the... said Peter Sellers. I don't remember some older person. I just didn't like his version of okay. it. Um, there was, but you don't like Pierce Brosnan oh. as James Bond. But oh no, I feel like you don't like it just because you don't like the '90s James Bonds, anyways. No. I don't mind. I never mind the stories. Okay. Never. I really enjoy the stories. Now here's and see, and I actually okay. was a Pierce Brosnan fan. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. those of you are of my generation, you'll probably remember the t- television series Remington Steel, where Pierce Brosnan was the lead actor, and he mm-hmm. played um, a, a a a spy guy. Uh, okay. They were yeah, in, yeah, yeah. you know, their private detective firm. Okay. And I loved him on there, which is why for years people kept saying he should be the next one. He finally got it, and then I will say, I'm sorry, some of the writing was a little weird, like the Christmas tree girl or whatever her name was. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, see, and that's my beef with it, is the 90s, James, Pierce Brosnan, I love him as James Bond. Yeah. I, I grew up with him as James right. Bond, so obviously he's the James Bond for right. me. Right, yeah. He's, right, because yeah. you grow up with one, you're like, that's yeah, you're attached yeah. to that. Right. Um, but I agree with the writing wasn't always on point. No, it um, got really cheesy. It really did. And you know, I'm not a big fan of GoldenEye, and everybody loves GoldenEye, yeah. but that's my I least really favorite one. I really liked the video game. I love the video game. <laughs> right, right, love love right. that one. But give me the classics. Yeah. Uh, who totally. is the main? Sean Connery. Sean, and Sean Connery no, nails that's it. that's the quintessential James exactly. Bond Doctor. Be, no, There's a lot of questions Doctor, no. going out about right now yeah. about when is it time for either a gay or bisexual Bond. Yeah, true. You know, will there ever be, or are they always going to stick to? Well, you know, that, and I get the argument, which is, well, James Bond's always been heterosexual, and he has, so I get that. Yeah. But how about he has a, another agent, and he happens to be gay? I mean, right. I think Where's the guy that? in well, Skyfall actually was a little bit gay. Yeah, I, not gonna lie. Because <laughs> remember, no, no, the guy in Q. Skyfall, the bad guy, tried to seduce Bond. Oh yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, was like, bad, we yeah. can do a little. Uh, oh, but I think he was by. Which yeah. is great. But, but he was also crazy. He didn't get it on with so, Bond, though. So, so was he was also crazy and yeah, he you know, was crazy. almost died from cyanide and didn't have half a jaw. So I know. Like, that was lots creepy. Of things happened. I wasn't really there. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we digress. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting conversation. There was uh, the guy from My Best Friend's Wedding when he mm-hmm. was so big, Rupert uh, Everett. Okay. When he was big, they there was questions about would he play in a gay spy movie like Bond, and everybody was so excited, never happened. Mm-hmm. Now the question is back. Are we ready? 
But that's why I'm interested in talking to Doug Spearman because it seems like he's saying Hollywood still isn't behind no. the minority groups, not as a major players. A lot of players, the times, it, exactly. Not as leading men, unless it's, you well, know... And here's what happens. Historical they they say they are. They'll throw in a minor character. We, yeah. I mean, we see this all the time. And, you know, they call it good. Yeah. Or, say, hey. or you know, once every 10 years comes out a movie like Selma, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. large black house, we're good. Right, exactly. Call it good. Yeah. The next 10, 10 movies you'll can notice, be whitewashed. Just like I said, it's... Uh, historical it's okay if they say it was history because it happens so we don't have a choice people we have to let minorities be honest no but and you know and what doug spearman says is he believes that time and again Mm -hmm. american audience and actually worldwide audiences prove that it can be lucrative that we will support those films so this is a conversation i'm excited for i mean i'm excited to promote his new film but i'm excited to talk about mm-hmm. where are we in indie film you and i have worked in indie filming yeah. um we know what it's like out there and that really if you want your story told i wanted my story told i had to write it yeah. i had to cast it i had to do really it on my hands own on. Yeah, yeah and it's not it's not you hire someone to do this this and this and this you exactly. do it yourself. It's very and it's gorilla. I mean, you you make your own steady cams. You make your yeah, own right. mounting equipment. You make everything yourself. If you're Sergey you and Jonathan. You write a list of what steady cam equipment you need, and then you go to a Lowe's or Home Depot, and yeah. you get lost for a half. An oh hour. God! And and it's great because we stood. <laughs> you need pipes. And you can yes. get pipes apparently in four different sections. Exactly. Which I didn't know because And you have to be very specific like measurements. Exactly. So we go there and we go to electrical pipes first. We shouldn't that have didn't gone. Work. We should have gone to plumbing. Right? But then we, we go, go to PCP PVCs. PVC pipes. Right. They're not the right pipes. Where did we find the right ones before we realized they were the wrong ones? Right, copper. All, right, exactly. Copper pipes. If it wasn't for the nice gentleman <laughs> right next to us who said that they were complete wrong measurements. Yes, and that you can't trust that. And we're like, oh god. Because yeah. so first of all, what he did was notice that we're idiots. Yeah, yeah. Because we were, we were walking around like, <laughs> where's the T connector to this copper pipe? Where is that? <laughs> it says we need two <laughs> inches. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And this guy's like, oh, these poor guys, these poor right, gay boys don't so even good. know a thing. Yeah. I, right. 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 What was Just the, saying. What was the thing that we needed? Um, there was a T joint, and there was uh, a, oh no 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 the co- the little connector the base plate oh yeah um, that thing that has a I name don't know it has, <laughs> yeah a flange it was a flange a flange and yeah. and we couldn't find a flange yeah hey but you know what in the end we walked out with everything we need and did we build our own steady cam yes we did so no. proof that if you're two gay guys and a nice person in a Home Depot then you will eventually yeah. get what you need but to be honest with you. This was a list we found online. We got help <laughs> at Home Depot to find the right parts. Yes. Um, then we gave it to Kurt and he put it together. So we did <laughs> little we to said, no work. We, yeah. we, we funneled hey, the money. Shopping to the is work. Project. Shopping is work. True. I love But that. just I, to I tell that. you, a lot goes into guerrilla filmmaking and we know yeah. we know what it means. So I'm excited yeah. to speak. Now, this person <laughs> might have a little bit more of a budget than we do. You know, maybe. <laughs> maybe their steady cam isn't a $15 one that, you know. I know. You, but I'm just telling do. you, it's it can be if you want it to be. And that's the best part. I think that's the cool part about film is that, you know, when you want to do something and you want to get artistic, there's ways to do it on a shoestring budget. Exactly. But you still go do it because you want it's passion. You still get it done and you get creative with it. And no, you can't have a drone flying over to get the right (laughs) camera shot you want. But you know what? You throw your camera over the person (laughs) hoping it happens. (laughs) 
<laughs> make sure it's filming and uh, then right exactly i mean if you had to sacrifice it right i mean you do. it's the library's camera no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do but this uh, is the fun and this is what you do when you want your story told exactly and you don't see that's it being funny. told in hollywood yeah so you right. have to do these things and i don't think this guy probably goes to the extent that we are no 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 he, but listen yeah. we just talked uh last week or maybe the week before we talked to the people who do where the bears are which is a mm-hmm. very successful gay oriented uh murder mystery comedy series that's on the web and we're actually going to have ian from there yeah. uh on the show in the next couple of weeks but that so this is they know exactly what we're talking about exactly they talk about how they do all in-house stuff and i want to say because mm-hmm. i support the people that we love we put our money where our mouth is i yeah. got my own where the bears are t-shirt you did it looks great i went and bought it it's my workout t-shirt and i, oh, I love and it has plays two roles yeah i get to support them and yeah. have bought this and go out i also i wear that to the gym and it's that secret thing that says if you know what this is that means you're gay Right. Hey, let's like connect with me. Let's chat. Okay. Okay. And it typically means either they are a bear or they like bears. So score. Yeah. Right. right, Exactly. I mean, it's my secret uh single weapon. uh, It's your secret single weapon. I love it. See, I try and do that thing where I wear a shirt that kind of outs me a little bit, but I I think I do it wrong because mine always says like San Francisco Pride or something like that. Right. uh, Kiss me, I'm gay or something like that. You know, it's 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 never subtle (laughs) enough. Everybody always kind of knows. Sweetie, let me tell you something. So first of all, you don't need any help to get guys to look at you at the gym. Okay, okay, look. Secondly, secondly, Kurt and I had this conversation. Yeah. When you're at the gym, there's nothing subtle. <laughs> I told him the story that cracks you up every time. Okay. <laughs> you and I are yeah. working out together, which I love working out yeah. with a friend anyways, but we always have fun, yeah. which is always probably a problem in yeah. public. <laughs> and we are on, side by side, we're doing some cardio. Yeah. And I'm excited. I love that. I want to be like, you share an inside voice. You don't have an inside voice. And you're like, do you see that guy's butt really <laughs> loud? And I'm like, I do. Don't get us kicked out. Because <laughs> I've always been told by my friends, I'm su- I'm not subtle. And I'm like, no, no, no. They need to meet you at the gym. <laughs> Sergey's like, hey, well, well, that guy's I, look, that's amazing. Look, I don't know that I have a subtle voice at all. And you know that. You know I'm a loud person it's anyways. It's so much fun. Right. It is a blast. I, I hear this from every single person. Uh, guy I date they're always like Shh, you're being so loud because in the morning you know I'll wake up and right. I just want to I'm hi I'm awake right I don't you care don't who else what, is in the house you don't know what modulation is at that point right exactly so <laughs> I'm like screaming hi how are you that was great last night oh my god I like all these <laughs> things and long behold like their family's in the house I'm like all right well that happened like, I think it's funny well and I think it's funny because my friends will always be like check out that guy and if yeah. I'm the guy that turns completely around <laughs> and stares at him there's probably a little drool out of my mouth yeah. and they're like <laughs> What is with subtlety? So what yeah. I've realized is I am subtle verbally, but okay. not physically. Sure. You are not subtle. I, so <laughs> I was hoping you would give me something. I was trying to find not one. Subtle I was at trying all. to find I know. Well <laughs> But you know what's great about that? But you hey, don't need a you. shirt. That, uh, you don't need you. a shirt thank to tell you. people that, hey, thank I you. think you're cute because you, I still wear them, but thank they'll you. hear you. <laughs> Do you. They'll know that you think they're cute. Because also, you'll say thank it. you for bringing that up because I had no idea I was being that loud. I thought I was being real quiet. Let's be honest, though. <laughs> I hope you always are that loud because yeah. it makes for even a more fun gym experience. <laughs> It does. <laughs> well, first uh, of all, you and I commentary. Yeah. We do commentary on everybody that we. Oh, this absolutely. Is why when we're at coffee, absolutely. 
we either have an audience or we have cleared the room. Am I not loud at coffee? We both are. At okay. Coffee. Remember, because we're just like, who cares? We're just that's true. About everything. And remember how many times people turn around and like talk to us. Okay, right. Never mind. I'm back. Yeah. We're so loud. It's at coffee. like that in the gym. I need to be like you in the gym. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just louder. Someone walked by. Oh, yeah. honey. Oh, those yeah. are good. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Tim. Uh, it's yeah. all about the eye candy at the gym. No, it is. It, it is. is. That's why you go to the gym. Now, he's still not convinced that the gym is a thing that should happen. But I'm like, no, what? the eye What's, candy okay. alone. Yeah, no, people, you might not like working out. No, but, but I like that the result. Exactly. That does not mean you need, like don't need to go to the gym. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And Kurt doesn't like working out. He goes and he loves the eye candy Actually, too. Actually, yes, he does. Yeah. And he does enjoy the gym. I'm just saying. <laughs> so that's a little bit of a thing. So yeah, exactly. Anyways, as we wait for our second hour guest, actor, director, writer, activist, Doug Spearman, we are going to take one, another break, actually. And this time we're going to talk about someone who is going to be on our show in the next few weeks. And he's going to do some live music for us. I'm very excited. We love live. And this guy, we've talked about him, had a recent CD release party. He's been very busy. Uh, and I want to play one of my favorite songs from his album, Here I Am. And it's... Uh, and if you don't have the album, go pick it up. But it's a track called... It's actually a track called In Like a Lion, Out Like a Lion by Andy Ramsey. Ramsey. So let's hear a little bit of that. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. He tricks you. He says... And like and like he keeps over and over and then when he finishes it he doesn't finish it. He doesn't and that bugs and you're all me. singing. Like, yeah. And then oh, see and that you. happens to me in the car or wherever <laughs> I am in public because you to me a lot. right yeah exactly you're singing the song then they stop it and you're like ah yeah, me yeah. too <laughs> me too I was <laughs> it, I, it's I when was you done. wish you had like uh beyond you can just do a run at the exactly end and, and, and you finish place. it off yeah. yeah except I could do that but it's not going to sound right right <laughs> right <laughs> then exactly. people are scared like, yeah are you dying well do you ever have that moment. Are you dying? Where you're singing the lyrics, but you either sing the wrong part <laughs> yes. of the song, or yeah. you kind of mess it or up a little bit, and then people look at you and you're like, I don't know, she's singing it wrong. Like, I'm wrong. <laughs> right? <laughs> what I is she it. doing? <laughs> what in the world? What? Or you're singing lyrics that you seriously do believe that they are, <laughs> but it's not. You know, yeah. it's not happening. Uh, yeah. So. There. Okay. There was a song by Kesha. Actually, it was called Cannibal a while ago. Um, this was like four oh, years wow, ago. Oh, wow, that was a while. Yeah, yeah. Cannibal. Um, I remember it from my stereo four years yeah, ago. Yeah, right, when yeah. it still worked, right. <laughs> yeah. um, and she has a part where she sings, I am Cannibal, but for me, it sounded like I am Catnipple. And so for the <laughs> longest time, I would sing, I am Catnipple. And people would be like, what are you singing? Like, it's Kesha, she's crazy. I know. I was like, so you, I, just, you know. She says, I am a Catnipple because it's <laughs> cool. It me and then you make up this deep meaning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like not it. She had this one cat and right. had like a lucky like charm and then it right. died, but the nipple stayed alive. I don't right. know, something it weird. Was, it, it was, was Kesha. Ke- <laughs> it was Kesha. She you ate know. her mom's placenta or something like that. Oh I, yeah. She right. actually did something like it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. It's yeah. supposed to be good for you, but like, Actually placentals are good for you. Because it's high in protein and other yeah. Yeah, and, and nutrient. Mm-hmm. Well, so, well, people will take them, dehydrate them, put them in pills, and then do yeah, that. Yeah, they will. That's the better way. But then there's like, and I'm just recipes. just in honor of our uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Sex Day. I'm going to say, how many antidepressants does male ejaculate hold? Uh, four different types of antidepressants. Very high in protein. Right. It has. Uh, what's the sleep thing? It, it like helps you fall asleep. It begins with a D, and it's not. Dopamine. I was going to say Ambien. No, not Ambien. <laughs> Anyway, Let's no, mel- melatonin. Melatonin, right? Indeed. So anyways, I'm just saying, there are things in our bodies that, yeah, you know, aren't so bad. So maybe... Ingest. Anyways, yeah, maybe be a swallower. Forward, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. So here's the boys. Now, if you'll notice, we're just kind of riffing right now, which is what we call it when we just go 
on about things is because... I love that you have to explain it. I know. Well, some people don't know. It's kind of like when I say an album's dropping. You know, you have to educate some of the not cool people. <laughs> okay. Right? So here's the thing. So Doug Spearman uh, was supposed to call in today, and very rarely does it happen, but now and then, I think there's only... He'll be our third, I think. In two years, mind you. In two years. Two years of shows. He's the third one. He has not called in. Um, we always have our guests verify the Friday prior to the show. And then typically, sometimes we, we try to get in touch with them on the, the day of the show itself. But for whatever reason, people get busy or whatever. Yeah. We, we have a policy. We forgive you once. So we will try to reschedule him. But twice is unforgivable because, I mean... We're the boys. Do you do you not know who we are? How yeah, how do Half you time not? I don't know who we are. How do you but. not? So we are just going to move on to to greener pastures, as as I would say. And Sergey, you have some stories that you brought up kind of political since we're coming to November third, election day. Um what what are you bringing? Okay, so we're gonna talk and of course we're gonna talk about the GOP because if you talk election, um you have a you know, 17 and 19 chance of talking about a GOP yeah, candidate. A Republican. Because yeah, there candidate. are so freaking many of them, first of all. Mm-hmm. And they're crazy. So there you go. But um, there were three GOP candidates who uh, Ted mm-hmm. Cruz, Mike Huckabee, and uh, Bobby. Bobby Jindal, uh, who were from in Louisiana, who is as crazy as all of them. Oh, yeah, Just exactly. They're all three of them yes. kookier than the next. Um, we're invited to the National Religious Liberties Conference on November 6th through the 7th. Already, I'm like, this is exactly. not Exactly, okay. right. Already. And it's hosted It's hosted by Kevin Swanson, who, if you don't know who he is, he's the one that believes that all gay people should actually be put to death. He has a radio program. He does. We have he's actually cr- spoken about Kevin Swanson in the past. Yeah, he was um, a crazy B winner, I'm but sure. But he is not kidding. He, th- We're not kidding here. He does believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he also supported the Uganda Initiative to punish gays with the death penalty. He, so he would like that in the U.S. Um, so, well... And I just want to kind of read off some of the other crazy things that Please he does do because it's not I, I can't even stand this. Right. Exactly. He OK. He wishes that the Rose Bowl had a float where gay people were stoned to death. Um, that's that's a thing. He thinks that uh, both homosexuality and women wearing pants and not dressing traditionally causes fires and floods. Yes. So all you women are also affected. Women <laughs> right. who use birth control have graveyards for lots and lots of little babies in their wombs. And my mm. personal favorite that Frozen will turn five-year-olds into lesbians. Yes. Yeah, he got a lot of media attention when he said that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, he even thinks, I mean, backing up a bit, Casey Musgraves, who we've played on this show before because she has some great music, he thinks she should be lynched because in her most popular song, one of her number one hits, she says, people should kiss who they want to. Right, So that means she deserves to be lynched. That is A little extreme. extreme. So here's the thing. The GOP... Yeah, is trying the Republican Party is trying really hard to not have this extremist value, this extremist uh, framework put around them because they know their best chance of having a having a shot for the president uh, to be president of the United States. They are going to have to come a little, at least a tiny bit more to the left. Right, exactly. They have well, to more be to more center, towards center, center, but exactly. not at center. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that three of their major candidates, these are three major candidates. Huge. Ted Cruz, Mike Huckabee are, are up there. I, mm-hmm. I don't know about Bobby Jindal. He's but. been in the press a lot, but all because of his anti-LGBT exactly. comments. Exactly. Um, and because he has, int- I just want to say, he has some very interesting views on immigration, and he 
his parents were immigrants. So I'm just saying, mm-hmm. so he's very confusing. He is. And and a lot of them are, let's be honest. Yeah. They're very not level-headed. So they're going to do this. Three of them are going to go to this conference that is hosted by this man who is known to be extremely to the crazy right. Like, right. as far to the right as you can go... And they're all, beginning to question. They're all going, yeah. And yeah. they're going to, you know, speak at these events. And to be honest, why are you trying to, you know, why are you going so far to the to the right? Why are you going to these you extremists? Know, and a lot of these candidates who do go yeah. that way say that they're going to the right because they believe that's where America really is and that they're not being represented. Right. I don't necessarily agree with them. I think if you don't change and you become more staunch and even backtrack in history a bit, you are doomed to destroy whatever culture you're trying to represent. I truly believe Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I agree with you, and I think that's a crazy route to go. Well, and let's talk about uh, what's going on at this this thing that's hosted by this very a very Christian-oriented yeah. group. Yeah. Some of the conference's topics include things like freedom, why Christians should engage the battle for liberty, why Christians must defend marriage in family, church, and state. Uh, that's a workshop hosted by Scott Brown, and there's one called From Religious Persecution to Freedom, One Man's Journey, um, which is where Ted Cruz's father, Rafael Cruz, is going to speak. Mm -hmm. So recently the second GOP debate happened. Right, exactly. It was a a Of course, the first one, but I will give them this. So the first one we all Mm -hmm. talked about, it was a circus, and it was really disrespectful to their own party oh my god this one was better than the first one and yet still still horrible terrible like it wasn't everybody yelling but they still insulted the the moderators Mm -hmm. they insulted each other they like lashed out at each other and yet this is calm for them right exactly and when we had the democratic debate i think there was a a great comparison where they said let's look at the gop debates and how crappy it all was and how they offended each other and how no one wanted to talk to each other it was just a bunch of really men yelling over each other yeah and then we look at the democratic debate where it was four very good candidates who talked together and then one person who complained about time the whole time right and and there was a lot of respect talked about issues they talked about real issues and here's the thing we have been accused of many things we haven't endorsed anyone on this show but what i like is the issues because that's what matters to me now if you'll show me someone Show me a candidate that just happens to be on that other side of the aisle who is going to talk issues and not this craziness. Then, okay, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about that. But right right. right now, we really don't have that option. We don't have that option. we have said many a times that if you're an LGBT individual, Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to support that group because still in their main platform is to do away with us. But... Absolutely. There's always someone who doesn't listen to our advice they don't. and they i just, feel like I, he needs to i know the sad thing is when there's someone who has a lot of power because of money money there is a billionaire he is he is a gay billionaire mm-hmm. his son actually is gay and just married his uh partner yeah so now he has son and son-in-law and everything well he's giving millions of dollars to Ted Cruz. Yes. To support him. And he says it's because he feels Ted has the most, he has the most Marco chance. Rubio is who Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. It's not Ted it, Cruz. It's Marco same, Rubio. Yeah, okay. <laughs> same thing. Let's be honest. Same thing. <laughs> Very GOP, close. They're, they're like right he's there. just, yeah. Yeah. Well, Marco he's saying Rubio, because yeah. he has the best shot at making it through the primaries. Yes. And he feels like fiscally he would take our country in right. a better direction. I'm going to say what I've right. said a thousand times before. Say it. Absolutely say it. 
Here's the problem, though. If you vote for anybody who would, in the end, take away your rights to be Mm -hmm. a human Mm -hmm. being, why do you support that? Because everything else on your list of priorities doesn't matter because that person doesn't even Mm -hmm. look at you like a human being. Mm -hmm. You do not register as... A person to you him. are less than you and are that's, less than and that's that's the key thing and so i agree with you and i don't know how people can continue especially gay men continue to support you know republican candidates when it's so far against who you are and you know i had a conversation with someone um they were very strong towards ben carson they were saying i am and that made already that made I've me a little bit sick right person. exactly I don't know who they are but I've I, <laughs> um and they were very into all of the values and everything that he represented and all this stuff and i said um okay fine yeah, we're going to disagree on our values right away i'm going to tell yes. you fiscally um you know socially whatever we have mm-hmm. different values that's fine i can put that aside but here's where i cannot respect anyone who votes for ben carson at all is because ben carson time and time again has said he is anti-LGBT rights, anti-huge, anti-marriage equality. And the truth is someone like that will support legislation that takes away my right to exist. In 26 states already, uh, LGBT people can lose their job and lose their house because there are no protections and because they are gay. And people like Ben Carson will take that away from other people. And so I asked him point blank, Whatever you vote for, do you think I should lose my job? Do you think I deserve to lose a house? And he said, no, I don't think so. But if there's a, if there's a Christian uh, you know, business or a house, they should have the right to not feel violated. I'm like, I'm not violating anyone. Do you but think were you I not should? Violated? No, exactly. And, and, and that's the thing. I would be violated too. And I said, do but you that think count. I deserve to lose a job and a house? And he said, no, I shouldn't. And I said, I can't respect you for voting for Ben Carson no. uh-huh. because I will lose my house and job well, if you do. And let's and go down to, okay. the, to what I narrow in on that conversation, yeah. which is saying, I don't believe this Christian organization or this business should lose, should have to change the way they feel or lose right, business exactly. or whatever. But you it's should. okay because they are mm-hmm. quote unquote violated but for some reason, when the same thing happens to you because they have chose to right, say their right, Christian right. beliefs or their religious beliefs mean they don't have to treat you as a mm-hmm. human being, you aren't considered to be violated. That is the crux of the problem. Just because Absolutely. you call it Absolutely. something different and you say that you love, mm-hmm. I question mm-hmm. you using the word love. I do. Point blank, I question it. One, I, and I, I'm there with you. You know, it's, it's funny because it's the same and I will draw this comparison and you can say whatever you want, but it's the same exact thing that happened when slavery was a thing because it was one per- one group of people is less than me. Therefore, I should be over them. And it doesn't matter yes. what the group of yeah. people, what you're doing, you are exactly. treating them less than. And what is happening here is the Christian right or the GOP wants to treat LGBT people and quite frankly, women, as we have already heard, uh, less than yeah. the white Male. And listen, here's the thing. I get it that not every GOP individual out there, we have had some yes, amazing Republicans absolutely. on our show who do not support that. But the problem is the National mm-hmm. Republican mm-hmm. Party, their national platform does. It does. And until that changes, that is mm-hmm. what, just like the Democratic platform, that is what helps to guide the people that that choose to use the Democratic moniker or the Republican moniker, that is how they are guided in their structure and in how they choose to vote. So until that changes, I cannot in good conscience Absolutely. do and that. And I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, and that's why I think that no matter where you stand 
you can't vote against yourself and you can't vote against no. other people. And what you're doing is basically if you have if you are a Republican, you have a gay friend or you know someone who's part of the LGBT community and you vote Republican, you have a, really voted against your friend and in a way yeah. said your life matters less to me than my fiscal yeah, ideas and my, yeah. my economical status and all these things because I care about that more than yeah. I care about you. And your words saying to me it's, that I do love you. But see, how many times yeah. do we say actions speak louder than words? They do. You can tell they me do. you love me till you're blue in the face. Mm -hmm. But if your actions show otherwise, you can't get away from that. You can't use whatever excuse you've you've used. It yes. doesn't yes. count. Exactly. It's null and void. Mm -hmm. You actually mm -hmm. don't care for me. Well, and you know, it's funny. I'm going to tie this back to what we talked with Damien about. Mm -hmm. um, basically, it's the trust thing where he said, you know, you need that trust. And if someone says they love you, but then come home and treat you terribly, right. yes. you're not going to have that trust. That's not love because you yeah. don't have... And that's the same thing that happens. You can say oh, well, we love all people except, you know, we can't really support your lifestyle yeah. and all those well, things. We no, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't love we these We talked people. a few weeks ago about how Melissa's uh, bakery you, out yeah, of... Cakes by, sweet Cakes by Melissa. Yes, out of Portland, had tried to start state making statements saying that, no, they still love, they wanted gay people to understand mm -hmm. that they loved them and they were showing them love by helping them see what was right. Yeah. And I said, that doesn't count as love. Because if you can't accept people for who they are mm -hmm. and you are trying to change them, then no, you don't love them and you don't accept them. So you, just because you say that you do, your actions are telling me that you, you completely right. don't. So they were going to come on our show. They were. We had had a conversation. Which I was excited about. I know. But they had gotten such backlash yes. over some recent things they'd done, especially by deciding not to pay the judgment for the lesbian couple that the, yeah. the courts told them to, um, even though they had earned in a charity drive over twice what they needed to pay, but they decided oh, yeah. to say they couldn't afford it. Um, they decided not to come on our show because they were concerned they were getting too much backlash. Right. Well, welcome to your world. And because they're being whiny brats. Yes. That's, yes. I've got to say and that. And that's true as I, well. So yeah. if they were on our show, I would I would call them out. Well, so you have been called as whiny brats. Um, right. How do you respond well, to that? Well, notoriously, every time she does any conference that's pro, like it's in the, yeah. they take her to a lot of faith and values conferences oh, and everything. Right, exactly. Well, she's been oh, known you. since mm -hmm. day one to cry every time. <laughs> Well, and, I have no sympathy. And, None. you know, I, I think that's brilliant in an objective sense because emotion is such it's an easy is such an easy way to get people. It's manipulation. It is. Best. Oh, exactly. And Use you, emotion. It will manipulate. Better I mean, we all know how kids do it when kids don't have. So, and this is true for four year olds. You know, when you don't, <laughs> you know, yes. want, you want something and you don't have it. You cry about it. And yes. And then you try get, and get it. Your and let's face it. We've all had relationships where the other person's really good at oh. getting their way because then they cry and oh, then they yeah. make you feel bad and then you just give them what they want. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it's your mother. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I've heard I've heard rumors that mothers can do that. Yeah, I yeah. love my mom. I know. But me, she taught me well. Me too. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I and I feel I feel the same the same way. I think that it's easy to use emotion to kind of, you know, yeah. manipulate people. And this is something I found interesting. We're just going to go ahead and riff on this because hey, go. Let's go. We have the time. It's ours. Um a lot of people seem to attach all of their views and not that this isn't, you know, a a, a bad thing or a good thing. Um, attach all of their views emotionally and more emotionally than logically. And so they can't change their views because they're so emotionally attached. And they will always come out of, you know, an emotional side 
with who they vote for or who or what they believe in rather than a logical point and so they can never see that part and in a sense yes i agree because i'm also also emotionally attached to certain ideas like lgbt rights and you know marriage equality and non-discrimination because that affects me but at the same time those are also logical things that i can process logically right. where in a lot of people i don't see that and i see it's a lot of emotional attachment of oh well i hate that oh well i don't believe in that oh i don't think that's the right thing where in, instead of thinking logically they kind of just well, it, 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 comes, it comes from emotion can operate because you can't yeah. it's very hard to separate logic from emotion it but you you talk about we talk about how it's easy to manipulate, and the GOP is really good at that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that the Democrats aren't either. Politics is really good at using there you emotions go. there you go. manipulation. That's, that's, that's but a way to say it. let's talk about an emotion that we try to separate, but it's an emotion. Mm-hmm. But it's also, actually, out of all of them, is the number one way to control someone is you control them through fear. Yes, It yeah. happens in uh, abusive relationships. Oh. It happens in mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. child molesters. It's a rapist. All of them use it in... Let's face it, some presidents have been elected because of a fear base. And every election cycle from both sides, I see it. How can we scare you against voting against that person? Instead of how can we logically look at the issues and how each person stances, we would rather scare you because it's the easiest way, really, to get your vote. And that's exactly why I believe Mm -hmm. Donald Trump has stayed so high in the polls is because he's amazing at That's using the fear tactics. Yeah. Yes, it's yes, all yes. There. And, you know, I think that happens everywhere. Even on a local level, we've seen it before. We've sat with, uh, I'll, I'll bring this back to Councilman uh, Fagan, who we talked to. Yes. Used very, very interesting fear tactics to, you know, talk about the SDA bill way back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when they were trying to get the Central City Line, he used fear tactics. He used by it on our show. He did. By saying, well, it has a battery in it, and we know what batteries do. They can explode, which, to be honest with you, that is that is crap. Well, and you would also call them out on the battery that he said was was, was going to be the problem, that it actually yeah, wasn't the battery. It wasn't. We it wasn't a lead having, battery. And you wrote about it later. I did, and I called but, him out twice, and he, he has no response to that. But here's it's the fine. thing. That's why, if we don't do our research, yeah. the easiest thing mm-hmm. is to mess up, because you hear that on there, he's made it scary, but right, you didn't. Right. Did you bother to follow up and look if it was actually real or you let that fear stay there and that's how you made a decision on that exactly you know? exactly and that happens everywhere i mean get that fear out and think about it logically yes i think that's great and that's what everyone should be doing jonathan right comments so com- comments questions my comments are i think we're going to take another break i think so too <laughs> but i love that the boy you know listen the fact is the boys are political because we know that it matters mm-hmm. um and it's okay to be political, just like it's okay to talk about sex, because here's the important thing. Right, it is. Is to have a healthy debate. We have the mayor on in studio. We, a lot of times, maybe don't see eye to eye on issues, but the fact is we can have a conversation about those about. issues because that's the only way yeah. minds change, which is how we have structured this show to have open, honest conversations. But you're always going to get our opinion. But it's your job to go out and decide if that opinion is what you agree with or or not. But you uh-huh. got to do your research to do it. Put it on a solid ground. Got to do it. And That's vote by November 3rd. That's this yes. Tuesday. Yes. Your PSA. All right. You're welcome. We're going to actually listen to a song by uh, a, a quartet group that we'll have on the show later on. I'm excited. Well Strung is their name. And they're going <laughs> to play uh, Royals. So uh, naughty. Right, exactly. Royals, a song by Lord. 
You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And that was Well Strong with Royals. We're actually going to have them on the show soon. We will. Excited. They're they're not bad to look at. And not bad to listen to. I love how they mix uh, you know, pop pop songs with some mm-hmm. very classical hits. They're actually on December sixth, so they're gonna Ooh. be it's gonna be our little holiday gift to you. It will all. be. Maybe maybe they'll uh do a little um a holiday song for us. That would be fun. Oh. I would like that. I love it. But as we begin to wind down, I do want to remind you, talking about people coming on the show, let's give you a little teaser sneak peek. Uh, Hal Sparks, if you do, if you don't know him, you need to find out. Because first of all, he's a hilarious comedian. He was also on the groundbreaking Showtime show, Queer as Folk. Hal Sparks is going to be on the program on November 8th. Yeah. There are some rumors that they're getting a reunion together for Queer as Folk, and I want to find out if that's true or not. So tune in to find out here first. Uh, Superstar country music uh, singer Shelly Wright Mm -hmm. is going to be on November 15th. Also, Ian Sparks from Where the Bears Are will be on that show as well. Shelly Wright, we've talked about her a number of times when Billy Gilman was on the show and when Ty Herndon was on the show. Ty Herndon credits Shelly Wright with helping him come out in the music industry, especially in the country music industry. So she's going to be on November 15th. Charlie David, if you watched, I was going to say great, but I'm, I don't know. Uh, if you watched that TV show, Dante's Cove, he mm-hmm. was on there. He's a good actor, but he has done, that was a gay soap opera. It was on the Here Network. Um, anyways, he has a new Matt Riddle Hoover, who was a director that we've spoken to, I don't know, six or seven months ago. Yeah, a little um, bit. Charlie David is in his new movie called Paternity Leave about uh, this gay couple. One of them actually gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. Surprise! It's a fictional film. <laughs> really? By the way, by the way, just <laughs> this saying. isn't Nat, Nat Geo. This no, is no, no. This is film. not a documentary, and it's a comedy. And Charlie David's going to be on the show on November twenty second. So lots of fun people coming on. I can't wait to talk to them. And you, Kurt was watching uh, Paternity Leave just <laughs> just before we were on the show, and he was giggling. <laughs> The so whole hard. time. So if Kurt, if Kurt likes it, then he I is know. hard to impress. Let's be I'm honest. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to download it uh, probably either later today or sometime this week. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll watch it. Yeah. yeah. So I might have to force my friend Tim as he's trying to make my stereo work. Yeah. Force to him to watch, watch it. it with you. <laughs> right? There you go. Anyways, it's supposed to be really funny and I'm excited for that. So. Okay. Good. Well, I think that's everything we're going to gonna have today. We had a pretty packed show. Um. Uh, as always, Nat Geo is uh, this, this Tuesday, Tuesday, as is Election Day. So get your I ballots know, in and then out. go see National yeah, Geographic. Go out on the town. The boys are always out somewhere. If you no. see us, please feel free to come over and say hello. We would love to talk to you. We but would. until next time, America.